بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله and welcome to this podcast series of a commentary on نهج البلاغة brought to you by Mizan Institute ثم أنشأ سبحانه فتق الأجواء وشق الأرجاء وسكائك الهواء So in the previous session the Imam he began speaking of the creation of the universe and how when Allah creates in general when he creates, it's not how it is when we create or when anyone else creates. He doesn't have to think about anything. He doesn't have to figure anything out. He doesn't have to create through movement and motion and all of these things. No, these are things that have to do with us when we want to make something, when we want to quote-unquote create something. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's totally different. He also spoke about how Allah had knowledge of all those things that he was going to create. The He knew uh, what is needed for them and and the boundaries of each and all of these things. Now the Imam begins speaking about the creation of the universe itself. So he gets more into detail here. And so there are some points I want to uh, share as a int- little introduction before we actually get into the content. Number one is that when the Imam is speaking, you get this feeling that he's standing and watching a phenomenon take place. Okay, It's as if he's standing to the side watching how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is creating the universe and he is describing for us and painting for us a picture of what that's looking like. So he might use words and terms that were understandable for people back then. He's saying, look, this is what I'm observing as if. I'm giving you an account, a report of what's going on, so to speak. So here, this is brings me to another point that as we go through this literature, there are some terms that are used by the Imam that some have taken to be metaphorical or symbolic of something else, while others might take it literally. So that's something also to keep in mind here. Uh, and I will point out to I will point out some of those as we go along. So what we want to do actually is go through this um, part of the khutbah, and every person you know has will have their own opinion of on, on how to interpret what the Imam is describing for us here. Another point that I want to make is that when you look at the translation of this part of the sermon, I personally believe that uh, it's not that accurate. Some parts are very nicely translated. Other parts, in my very humble opinion, opinion fall short of getting the, the actual point across. And I might point a few of those out as well as we go on. There will be some parts that I will point out how there are different opinions on what this exactly means. Maybe a couple instances I'll share with you as well. It's not like... All the interpretations here are the same. This different scholars, different commentators on Najjul Balagha, they have different views on certain parts of this or different ways of explaining and translating even uh, the Arabic. At the same time, we have a bunch of ahadith as well. We have to keep this in mind that sometimes might even seem contradictory to what Najjul Balagha is saying. And so each commentator, each mufassir and sharih of the Nahjul Balagha has tried to explain in their way, uh, or at least some of them have tried to reconcile and explain in their way how these are not contradictory to each other and what each of them is saying. But I do want to say this, brothers and sisters, this is a tough subject. It has to do with science. Um, the imam is not using scientific terms. The imam here is is speaking vaguely, as you shall see, inshallah. And so... It gets very hard to try to make sure that everything is being said. We find something in science for it. Okay, 
I'm not saying that this what he says goes against science. What I'm trying to say is that it's going to be hard to necessarily identify everything that he's saying with a scientific finding. But that is not the job of uh, the likes of myself. I mean, there are people out there who can do a much, much better job when it comes to identifying and saying, oh yeah, this might have to do with this scientific finding. This has to do with that scientific theory. And sometimes maybe even there might not be anything that can be said in that regard. And we just put our hands up in submission and we say, we, we can't figure this one out. And finally, I want to say that um, this khutbah, it might, you might find pieces of it with the same wordings almost in other khutbahs of Nahj al-Balagha, at least one or two other ones as well, which shows that um, this is something that the Imam, when he's explaining it, it, it really is as if he's, he's explaining something that he's seeing to us. And that's why the same wording is repeated again and again. There are some um, ideas on this part of Nahj al-Balagha, of, of this sermon, or this part of this sermon at least. And, um, and so some have might point out that, okay, we have little bits and pieces of this sermon in other sermons. And because there's an overlap in the wording, then this shows that, yes, this part of the khutbah um, probably is from the imam. Because if it was just this one that has this wording, that would be one thing. But if it is repeated again and again in other parts of the of, of Nahjul Balagha, then that is a nice strong clue that these are actually things that the imam has said. I mean, these are all very technical discussions we don't want to get into. Uh, we just want to try our best to understand this part of the khutbah um, in plain and simple terms, inshallah. So with that, let us begin. The Imam here, it says that he said, ثُمَّ أَنْشَأَ سُبْحَانَهُ فَتْقَ الْأَجْوَاءِ وَشَقَّ الْأَرْجَاءِ وَسَكَائِكَ الْهَوَاءِ So three things here um, that have to do with each other. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what did he do? He expanded the atmosphere and space. Okay, so if he's going to create a universe, with celestial bodies in it, with all these planets and whatnot, then there has to be space first. So it says that he expanded space, he expanded the atmosphere, let's say. Now, right from here, some might say that, you know, this whole part of the khutbah as we go through it, and I might bring this up again later, is talking about the Big Bang. Well, you know, we don't have anything necessarily that will um, dismiss the Big Bang theory in in our literature. Um, some might say that no, no, we do. We, we our literature doesn't support the Big Bang theory. Well, we'll have to find literature that goes against it and dismisses it. Some might believe that there is. Some might believe that there is not. This is a scientific matter. Personally, um, based on the little bit of reading here and there that I've done, I have noticed that um, I have I haven't noticed too many scholars dismiss in its entirety this theory um, and this Big Bang theory. So some might identify this part of the khutbah with the Big Bang. Others might not. I'm just saying, just putting this out there uh, because as I said in the beginning, you know, I will give some examples of what some say. All right, so expanding the atmosphere, expanding space, the universe they say is just growing and growing and growing more and more even as we speak. All right, so Allah is creating space because within space you can put matter. All right. فَتْقَ الْأَجْوَى وَشَقَّ الْأَرْجَاءِ Shaq means to tear something apart, to separate something. We have Surah Inshiqaq that, that begins with the same root word. Um, so, Arja means the corners of something, the far ends of something. And so, it says that he expanded the atmosphere and he tore open or uh, split open its corners and it's the surroundings of space. Okay, 
some might say oh that shows that you know maybe this is something ongoing well, who knows who knows but the, the, what we do know according to this is that Allah focused on that part of the universe as well the corners the surroundings the limits and borders of it and he's expanding all of that splitting it open tearing it open however you like to or whatever verb you would like to use there the different layers of the atmosphere and air as well they've said this is how they've translated this and explained it so in this first line we have three different things that the imam is pointing out one is talking about expansion two the corners and boundaries of the universe or the space that the universe is located in and number three the different layers of the of of, of this space space and atmosphere so from all of this some of the commentators have said we can conclude that the first uh, the first creation of God when it comes to the material realm and of existence is space itself that he created space according to this so now the space is there so what does Allah do now because because now things have to be come into existence correct this next line has two things in it that it talks about that are very similar to each other so what did Allah do According to the khutbah here, it says, He flowed into it water whose waves were stormy. Mutalatiman. Mutalatim comes from latum. Latum means when you strike something. Mutalatim means it's striking back and forth itself in this, in this uh, case and in this context. This water is stormy. Mutalatiman tayaruhu. That its waves were not just normal calm waves this water that Allah is now flowing into the space that he's created is one that is stormy is one that is is striking itself and you know probably making a lot of noise as well now here some have said this water that is stormy um, what can we identify this with a high pressured gas but because back then they didn't really talk about these things as I said before, science back then wasn't the way it is today. If there was any science back then in that part of the world. So the imam might be using this. Ma'an, which means water. Now, of course, it doesn't mean H2O in this context, they've said. Most people say that H2O isn't meant here. It's an actual, it's a liquid. But some have said, no, if it's that stormy and it's moving that, that quickly, then it might even just be a gas. But because they don't have a term for it, the imam is using the word liquid or ma or water for it okay so that's also another example of how some have identified certain things that the imam has said with scientific matters all right mutarakiman zakharuhu whose surges leapt one over the other okay so this water as if is eating itself up and it's just it's just so stormy and so the imam here illustrates that for us in this way so these are two things the imam says about this water let's move on now and I, the translations that I'm reading are from the famous uh, translation of Nahjul Balagha but some parts I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use the translation but so far I've liked uh, the ones that I've read to, for you these ones I, I personally I like them because and I think they are doing a good job of translating what the Imam is saying here alright so let, we're moving on now this water if it's stormy, if it's striking itself as if, if that wasn't enough, it says Allah 
he loaded this water on a dashing wind. Now, Asifa um, is more than dashing, I would say. It's a, you know, Asifa means it crushes. So that's how powerful this wind is. Now, of course, here again, some have said wind might mean something else. Okay, I don't know if we'll get to that later, if I, I bring it up later or not. But yeah, they've said wind is something else here, not necessarily a wind. We'll talk about that if it comes up again. It should come up again. A crushing wind. So this water is now being carried. This water that's not calm itself and is in constant movement and motion. And this is being carried by such a wind. That is a crushing wind. And breaking typhoons. Now that's what the translation says here. Za'za means a, a quick movement and something that's shaky and, and isn't just sitting there calmly. Um, and qasifa again, just like alsifa means something that can it breaks. So now the translation says typhoon. Okay, that, that's the word that's being used here, but that necessarily has to it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be typhoon. It's I would say the Imam is using different adjectives here to describe one thing. فَأَمَرَهَا بِرَدِّهِ وَسَلَّطَهَا عَلَى شَدِّهِ وَقَرَنَهَا إِلَى حَدِّهِ now this part of the of this part of the khutbah is like a little harder than I would say the rest. There was a couple of opinions on this one that I looked into. Um, let's see what we have here. There one one translation will say, or one explanation I should say, says that this typhoon, this wind, what it had to do was Allah ordered that this wind protect and preserve this water, this liquid, and to connect all of its parts together. Okay? Shad in Arabic, when you tie a knot, that's called shad of the knot. Okay? So now here it says, ala shaddihi. Allah empowered this wind to tie all of this liquid together, keep its parts and particles together, so it doesn't just scatter. And to keep it within its boundaries and limitations. Okay, so that's one explanation that some have given. Another explanation that I saw was that فَأَمَرَهَا بِرَدِّهِ means that Allah ordered that this water be turned back and forth, left and right, upside down. So once again, it's all being mixed up and stuff. It's not just sitting there uh, motionless. And then وَسَلَّطَهَا عَلَى شَدِّهِ that Allah allowed this wind to give this water power and force, if you may. وَقَرَنَهَا إِلَىٰ حَدِّهِ And uh, Allah kept it within, within His boundaries, let's say again. So these are different opinions on what this means. Some, some have said, أَمَرَهَا بِرَدِّهِ Rad in Arabic means to return something back somewhere. So here Allah, it says, some have said that Allah ordered that this wind bring this water back. The translation, if I remember correctly, I think the English translation was saying uh, Allah ordered that it is returned to rain or something like that. So look, there's a lot of different interpretations here for this part of it. And I kind of got the feeling that uh, some of the commentators kind of have skipped getting way in, very deep into discussing what these three uh, items here mean exactly. But all in all, what you get from this is that that this water has to be, is being shaken more and more and more. 
This part is just saying that the wind blew under it. So there's this liquid we have, and it's as if it's suspended now. Under it is the wind carrying it, and then this this liquid that's on top, it says water flowed furiously over that wind. So it's just reminding us again that this water is furious. It's not just sitting there. Once again, some have different way of interpreting this part of the khutbah. I don't want to get into it. I think this is this, this should be enough. Yes, I think this suffices. Yeah. So now, going back to a point that I brought up a little bit earlier, and that is that this um, wind, some have said, hey, if this wind, according to our interpretation, its job is to keep this liquid together, not let it scatter, preserve it, keep its particles together, tie them together. That was the first explanation we gave for these three items here. If that is what is meant, then clearly this, or I don't want to say clearly necessarily, I don't want to put words in other people's mouths, but they say that there's a good chance that what is meant by wind here isn't, just, isn't a wind. This is actually gravity and gravitational pull. There's some type of gravitational pull that Allah um, put into this wind or into this water that kept it together. This gravity is being referred to as wind. What is Imam Ali supposed to say? They'll say Imam Ali is living in a time where no one knows about these things, right? So what kind of word is he supposed to use? Say, is he supposed to say gravity? <laughs> That's for someone else like Newton to, to discover and talk about. Um, no. The Imam is going to use a term that people can relate to and then he's describing what that wind's job is. So it's not really wind, it's gravity keeping these things together. And it's a strong gravitational force. Okay. It goes on. Alright, so so far what did we have? So far what we had was that Allah created this space, expanded it, and then he flowed in it a liquid. And this liquid was is now being carried on a vessel that is a wind. This wind, because it's carrying with it this water that is going to turn into everything. This is the initial matter that is going to make up everything of the universe. This wind is like a fertile uh, wind. Is like a fertile wind. Yes, these winds that we have in this dunya, in this world that we live in, usually wind is fertile. What what is, what is meant by that? What is meant by that is that it pollinates, it is what carries pollen around and causes reproduction to happen and so on and so forth. So here, there's a wind that we have that's fertile, so to speak. Meaning what? Meaning it's carrying something with it that is going to be the initial matter and substance for the entire universe. Alright. But then, it says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then created another wind. It says, Four things the Imam talks about uh, in regards to this wind that sets it apart from your normal everyday wind that we have in this life. Number one, it is sterile. It is barren. Okay. It says Allah made its movement sterile. This doesn't mean that it doesn't move anymore because it's sterile. No, it moves. As a matter of fact, you'll see how much it's going to move. The Imam describes it later. This wind that is moving is a sterile one. It's not carrying with it what that other wind 
had but it's going to come and do something to that liquid that that first wind we talked about is carrying okay so number one the difference between this wind and all the other winds it's a sterile one usually winds as i said they are fertile winds in the, in the sense that they are uh, pollinating everything else they are causing reproduction and so on adama murabbaha this wind was one accompanying the water always okay so it's not carrying the water but it's within it it's with it forever winds usually will die out this wind is always there and that's this might be a reason brothers and sisters that some have identified this wind with uh, or both of these winds with gravity and gravitational a gravitational force i mean once again we are not sure about that it's the opinion of some or might be the opinion of some but i'm just putting these out there to, to think about majraha, he intensified its motion once again asafa just like al-asifa that we had a few minutes ago is a motion that is intense it's crushing and breaking this part is a part there that has been interpreted in different ways all i'll say is this literally means that it is he made it far and distanced it from its origin wherever this wind was originating from it's far away from it now but what is it trying to say here some have said oh what is meant is that it's allah spread this wind far and wide others have, might say that uh, this wind is so powerful that it's 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 crossed a long distance and still is going strong but it's far far away from its origin that's how powerful it is because when a wind is usually made um it'll die out slowly of course but if there's a wind that starts in the east but is still blowing in the west that is a very strong wind if it's far from its origin that shows that it's a very very strong wind and so some might say that that is what is meant here allah is trying to uh, or imam ali salam, excuse me is trying to say um how strong this wind was so what is the job of this sterile wind this wind that wasn't bringing with it water like the like the previous one but is going to do something to that liquid that water that was being carried by the first wind so allah ordered this second wind this sterile wind to do what allah ordered that this wind comes and does tasfiq tasfiq when you for example clap your hands that root is used for this um, this action when things hit each other hard and they make a loud noise this is tasfiq so here it says allah ordered that this water strikes hard that water that had accumulated okay to keep striking it and keep hitting it hard Allah also ordered that uh, to, 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 for this wind to cause big waves like the waves of the sea and the ocean within this, uh, this, this liquid. What happens as a result of this wind agitating this water, this, li- this liquid, moving it around? briskly and forcefully and striking it left and right turning it upside down and what happens is that this uh, just like how curd is made with a c curd is made by churning uh, 
and a uh, at those who know you know in the in the old times when they wanted to make butter what they would do is they would put maybe milk or yogurt in these sacks and they would beat the sacks and and move them back and forth to and fro back and forth back and forth and agitate it um, strongly and forcefully so that slowly what would happen was this butter this the core of that of that milk or whatever substance it was would come out in a in a in a more solid form and so they would extract that from it so they're extracting it by beating it by moving it brisk, briskly and shaking it very hard so makhda is a term that's also used for the labor the mother goes through when um, when she's giving delivering uh, her baby and she's giving birth to her baby okay the quran talks about lady maryam السلام, that the pain of labor brought her to a uh, palm tree and we all know the story there and how miraculously um, lady maryam she ate dates from that tree but uh, what's the the point i'm trying to make here is that the same root that's used for those pains of that and, and labor that a mother goes through when she's delivering a baby that is used here Mahad here it says فَمَخَضَتْهُ. so this wind beat this water this liquid so hard that what happened that you can you can probably guess what happens that something is going to come out of all of this this water this accumulated liquid it rose up to the point that that a foam was shot out of this uh, liquid because of all of this pressure that it was under and being beaten from every side and angle and turned upside down and all of that yes this it's as if this universe uh, was the result of such a churning let's say and some here might say that this is exactly the big bang and so i'm not going to necessarily say that's not the case some might say that this i identify this with the big bang itself it's like a centrifugal force you know these centrifuges when they're spinning and a force is made to where you have the center of this um of the whatever it is that's spinning if it lets go of that which is spinning it will shoot out same thing here it's as if a centrifugal force was made and this foam eventually shot out it's like a slingshot um when you're you know the old school ones not these new little uh pretty ones that people use now um no i'm talking about the ones that have a pouch and two strings attached to it i'm talking about those ones Uh, you put a stone in it and you spin 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 and then you let go of one of those strings the pouch releases the stone and it goes with full force um away from the point where it was spinning from that's a centrifugal force they say so this force was created by that sterile wind as if spinning this liquid to the point where the foam this what this this liquid is churned and the foam is released that which is going to be what this universe is made of all the objects in this universe all the celestial bodies in this universe are made from so this foam shot out across the uh, the space that Allah had created and Allah spread it and raised it um, 
in this atmosphere that was waiting to be the cradle of this matter. And so Imam Ali now, when he explains all of this, this is, it's as if, as I said, he's watching all of this from afar. He's looking, okay, this is happening, people. This is what's happening. There's a space that's created. There's a liquid that is made to flow within here. There's a wind that's carrying it. Another wind comes and now destroys this wind, this, this liquid, beats it to death to the point that a foam is given off from the liquid and is cast across the space that Allah had created. He says all of this, this was the initial part of the creation of the universe. Then the Imam goes into the details of this universe. From all of this uh, foam, let's call it, uh, God created these seven heavens. And so from here on, the Imam goes in describing these, uh, the, the universe itself in detail, inshallah, for our next session. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you.